Well, you know, Sharon, it's it's been about a year now, and uh, I know you and your family are going to form a walk to honor your, your granddaughter, Emma Kate. And why don't you tell us a little bit more about the organization that, that helped get through some of this for you guys? Yeah, thanks, Jeremy. It's called Halos of the St. Croix Valley, and it is an organization that helps families struggling with the loss of a child from miscarriage all the way up to 20 years of age. And this walkathon is to raise money for this organization. It's a 501c3, and the only way that they survive is on donations. And this is the largest fundraiser that they have every year. So we're going to put a link in the show notes. A lot of our listeners donated to this last year whenever we walked in memory of Emma K. And I'd appreciate it if you would donate again if you find it within your heart to do so. This organization is fantastic. They came in, they took care of everything. And when you lose a child, you don't know what to do. And you're just frozen. And they came in and took care of everything. And the other thing about this organization, most of the volunteers that they have are all people who have suffered from child loss. Yeah. So... We'll put the link in the show notes, and if anybody would like to donate, we would certainly appreciate it. We have a goal, of course, and we were the number one raising walk team last year and would like to do that again. So I appreciate you mentioning it, Jeremy. Absolutely. Today's episode of Beyond the Mask is presented by the insurance specialists at BrightThink Wealth Strategies. Find the disability insurance coverage that fits you best right now. Email Robert Smith at rsmithjr at financialguide.com. The show is also made possible by the team at CRNA Financial Planning. Get a free consultation today to be guided through the complexities of investing and financial planning. Just visit crnafinancialplanning.com. We'd also like to thank Helping Hands and OSA EMR for their support of the show. And don't forget, listening to our podcast can earn you Class B credits. For more information on how you can submit them, check out the CE Credit tab on our website, beyondthemaskpodcast.com. Welcome to Beyond the Mask, innovation and opportunities for CRNAs with Jeremy Stanley and Sharon Pierce. We know you spend your day caring for your patient's best interests. On our show, we want to care for you. Join us as we leave the operating room and learn the latest in the CRNA industry. Beyond the Mask starts in 10, 9, 8, 7. Welcome to Beyond the Mask. I'm Jeremy Stanley, and I've been working with CRNAs for over 23 years, and I'm married to one. And my co-host is... Sharon Pierce. Sharon's a practicing CRNA for over 20 years, a past president of the ANA, the NCANA, and she's held many other leadership roles. As usual, our goal with every episode is to educate and enlighten CRNAs, and I think our topic today is definitely going to do that. And Sharon, what time is it? It's time to wake up, Jeremy. I think it is. All right, Sharon, good afternoon. How are you today? I'm doing well. How about yourself? You've got your tie off. I do have my tie off. Yeah, it was too hot today to keep the tie on. And like I said, when I got in here to the office and it was warm in here, I was like, I am taking this tie off. So, But yeah, you got your uh, leopard 
print thing on there. You going? Uh, you going somewhere fancy tonight? What are you doing today? Oh, I went to work. I, I you wore your leopard print. I wore to, to work, work before I put on my scrubs. Wow. Yes. Oh, you yeah, like you're going out on the town tonight? Pierce oh, going to no. hit the town. I, I do this to go to work. Are you kidding? Listen, <laughs> I'll tell you a story. Um, the first job I ever had straight out of school, I went to work at a ninety-bed rural hospital. And there was an anesthesiologist there and he called me in this office and he said, listen, you know, people judge you by the way you look and the way you dress. And there's only four CRNAs here and you park in the doctor's parking lot and I wear a tie to work and you will look nice when you come to work. Wow. And you never forgot that. He had a good point. And so I always kind of dress up to go to work. It's really funny. I mean, I got a quick story about that too. So when I first got into our business, I'll never forget going into, I guess he was really considered a boss at that time. And, um, he, he called me in there and he said, uh, he said, you know, he said, uh, you're never going to be successful in this business unless you do something about that hair. Nobody is going to respect oh. you with your hair looking like that. What did it look like? Well, I mean, it was kind of like this, you know, maybe even a little higher at that point, you know, because I was younger and, you know, I mean, I'd always wore the dippity do with stuff in my hair and, right. you know, he, he just, he told me that. And, you know, I walked out of there and I thought, hmm, I'll show you. Oh. And, uh, it was, I used it as a motivational factor, but, uh, but yeah, I actually did called me in and Boy, said, uh, we are very similar creatures, Jeremy <laughs> Must be that tight B laid back personality that we have. Oh, uh, you know? so, yeah. Like every that's CRNA. That's exactly what would have, have motivated me. <laughs> oh, well. Well, we've got a topic that I know today hits home with you. This is one of your, mm -hmm. your favorite topics. And we have a wonderful guest today with us, Sarah Tweedy. Welcome, Sarah. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Absolutely. Well, we're excited to have you. And, um, if you would tell our audience a little bit about you and your background, and you know, I, I was telling um, whatever her name is over there, Sharon. Uh, Sharon. It, it's really Sharon funny here. though because <laughs> because your name is Sarah, my wife's name is Sarah, and then I got Sharon. You know, I've got Sarah, Sarah, Sharon. So I about called her Sarah, which you know, <laughs> well, some it's people a good name. some it is a great name. Some people think that Sharon and I are married sometimes, so it's like you know, this is my work wife, so I almost called you Sarah. Um, but, but, you know, as, as I was kind of looking over your, your resume and, and kind of the bio that you sent, I found it very interesting that you have done so much and you haven't been a CRNA that long. So tell us a little bit no, about you. No, I haven't. No, I, I graduated in 2017. And before I get into that, um, little fun fact, Sharon was one of the first CRNAs I met at my very first <gasps> national meeting oh, when I was kidding. just a little baby student. <laughs> yeah. Mary O'Brien brought me to what was Fall Leadership Academy in uh -huh. 2015. And we were in this room where they made you get to know a stranger. So I walked over, uh -huh. you were sitting there with Kimberly Gordon, I believe is the other person. And I said, hi, I'm Sarah Tweedy. I'm a student at the University of Iowa. And we just chit chatted for a while. You're one of the one of the very first few people I met at a national meeting, aside wow. from the people Mary O'Brien introduced me to. So that was a, a little while back, but I was incredibly nervous and had no idea who I was talking to at that point. <laughs> so when they told me who you were afterwards, I was like, oh, and I just walked right up. That was good. <laughs> and I just started talking, right? You did. You did. You're very easy to talk to. So thank Shocker. you. 
<laughs> uh, well, thanks for sharing that story. That's yeah, really cool. Yeah, it was fun. Um, but yeah, I graduated in 2017 from the um, anesthesia program in Iowa City, Iowa. I got involved pretty early on through the likes of people like Mary O'Brien, Mike Anderson, Mark Auden, Mindy Miller, all the M's of Iowa um, <laughs> who came M's. before me. Love all of those M's. Oh, me too. Um, I was one of the student board members um, in 2016 and 2017. So my first mid-year was 2016, which was pretty much where I kind of got the the boots on the ground excitedness, um, seeing that many people, I talked about this at mid-year uh, this year, but seeing that many people standing out in 30 degree weather, freezing their butts off just to rally at the hill was one of the most inspiring times of my life. And I was lucky enough to be from Iowa where I came from the snow. So I had a hat, <laughs> I had some undergarments, I had pants on. I was probably the warmest person out there that day. Um, but I... Like I said, I was on the, the board as a student um, for a couple of years. I joined our PAC committee right away, um, our government relations committee, went to a lot of fundraisers as a student with Mindy Miller and Sue Pear, um, and then a couple of our other past presidents, and then kind of grew my resume, if you will, from there. So I just took over as GRC chair last year um, from Mindy Miller. And I took over as federal political director in 2018 for Mary O'Brien, um, both really big shoes to fill. Mindy is still very active within our GRC as well. So I am a chair in name, <laughs> but I work with Mindy still quite a bit um, for our GRC. And then I joined our ANA PAC as well, because I feel pretty strongly about what our political action committees do for our state and our national association. And now, before my... we dive oh, in, I, I need to ask you a question because yes. I hear this a lot from students who serve on their state board mm -hmm. and they do go on to do great things. My, do you feel like that really inspired you and opened your eyes? I do. I think uh, it gave us a very easy way to see what the board does without the stress of having to vote on things because you can't vote as a student, obviously. So I got to view, have a viewpoint of everybody's different roles, um, both on the board and not because we have our mentors that join us and also don't vote. So I got to see what people did and see the time commitment that was there. And again, not have any of the stress of voting that goes along with being on the board. Okay, because we started putting students on our board in North Carolina in 1999. Wow. Um, yeah, I, but I'm just wondering how many, I hope all states do that because it seems to be something that they, they do go on just, just like you. So yeah. sorry to interrupt. No, so. that's okay. I, I think it is a great way to keep students involved. That and of course, bringing them to mid-year. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, well you know, it, we, it, love we never introduced the topic. We just got kind of right in. But uh, but we're going to be talking about, you know, federal ag ab advocacy, if I can say the word, um, and, and really effective federal advocacy. So why don't you tell us why this topic is important and really what led you down this path? So federal advocacy, along with state advocacy, really is essential for our profession to both 
keep doors open that have already been open for us and open doors that may not have been opened. Getting to know our legislators uh, before or during their time in office is an important part of our profession because they are who control what we can do and where we can do it. Uh, in Iowa, we're really lucky. About 90 of our 120 hospitals are CRNA only because we have great practice rights here. And that is because of effective advocacy at the federal and the state level. I got involved in it because I'm going to say her name probably a million times on this podcast, but Mary O'Brien kind of took me under her wing pretty early on. I, like I said, she brought me to the Fall Leadership Academy meeting that was in 2015. Uh, and she helped introduce me to the people that I should know. And she kind of guided me on what a federal political director does and how they do it. She taught me a lot in my time as a student. And then after being a student, she was my men mentor uh, as I grew into the federal political director role. I actually shared it for the first year with another CRNA um, and then eventually took it over on my own after that, just due to their life circumstances. But seeing it in person, uh, the advocacy that happened in Iowa at the federal and the state level is what drove me to want to continue to do it myself. Now, which do you enjoy the most, federal or state? Oh, they're so different. They um, are different, but but the same. I mean, yeah, but the same. same. Um, Just different ponds. Yep. So <laughs> I really enjoy the federal advocacy because I feel like it makes shifts nationally. You know, if we can get the changes to the VA full practice authority, which you just had a podcast out about recently, I guess I don't know when this will air, but uh, I just listened to that and, you know, full practice authority throughout the United States. I love federally advocating because it could help other states in the future be more like Iowa. From a state standpoint, I really like it because it, it seems to be kind of busy all the time. So when they're in session, we're paying attention to, you know, all the bills that are coming through and things that we may need to act on or not. And then when they're out of session, then we're getting to know our legislators again and having those time at the, the different fundraisers or events that they're having, um, whether they're new or not, we try to attend those. So I like the busyness of the state because I'm here and I can be. It's actually part of why I'm in Des Moines now, because it helps me be closer to the Capitol. But I like the federal stuff because it can help advance our profession, you know, across the United States. And I think that would be, I think that would be great if we could kind of have all of the states at least have the ability to be run similarly. You were a baby CRNA whenever I was president. So you were baby yep. SRNA, uh, Sarah, but Mindy Miller was my GRC chair when I was AA and A president. She? She oh, got it. Uh, for, like, for AA and A. Oh, she was spectacular. Yeah. Spectacular. yeah this is being edited, right? I can cuss a little. She's such a badass. She's <laughs> no, such a badass. Leave, woman. We can leave that in there because <laughs> she is a yeah. badass. Yeah. And I she's, adore her. Yeah. Me too. Uh -huh. Have you thought about what would happen if you weren't able to work for two or three years? You know, on average, 25% of people will file a disability claim, and most of us aren't prepared for that loss of income. Every CRNA needs to protect their biggest asset, yourself and your ability to earn with a disability insurance policy. We recommend contacting Robert Smith, a master disability insurance specialist 
with more than 30 years of experience and 1,800 CRNA clients to find the coverage that fits you best. The best way to do that is to send them an email at rsmithjr at financialguide.com. That's rsmithjr at financialguide.com. Or call them at 504-394-6557. So, Sarah, you know, one of the things I think that intimidates people is trying to talk to a legislator. How, how do you talk to a legislator? What should you say and how do you start that conversation? I think that it starts with the easy conversations. How are you? What's new? What do you like? What do you don't like? Keep it simple. If yep. it's someone that is from your district or from an area that you know, try to make a connection. We have a connection with one of our senators because she grew up in a small town right next to another CRNA. So every time we see that senator, we say, hey, Mel says hi. And it, it opens up a door to discuss CRNAs in that senator's area, as well as the rest of the area that they service. From there, you have to have an elevator speech because these people are busy. And if you don't have your two minutes to say what CRNAs are, what we do for their area specifically, because they care about their area. If they're senators, you know, that's different. They're not a specific spot, but know about your state. But what, <clears throat> who we are, what we do, and what we can provide their patients. We don't only function in the operating room. We function outside of the operating room. We provide chronic pain management services. We are at ASCs or dental offices or, you know, wherever there are patients, almost always there are CRNAs uh, or anesthesia providers. The other thing that you can talk about with them if you're really nervous, I suppose, is ask them what their hobbies are. You know, I, I saw a discussion between a SRNA and a legislator about fishing, you know, mm. keep it simple. That opens up the discussion so you can have a more proper discussion about the CRNA aspect, your, your elevator speech. And then talk about students. If you're a CRNA <clears throat> or if you're a student, talk about yourself as a student or why students are staying in the state. You provide us the practice that we have that is inviting to us and we want to stay here. Or if you're in a state that doesn't have a great practice, you are a student who's planning to move because there's better practice rights in other states and you just worked your tail off for the last three years and you wanna use all of the skills that were given to you. So those are the things I would say if you're, if you're new, start out small, and then have a little elevator speech ready. Um, so, so really otherwise, once you know the legislator, it's kind of easy. Like, how are you? How are the kids? Etc. <laughs> yeah. So in the beginning, you know, what I'm hearing you say is really you just need to connect on a personal level. I mean, you need mm -hmm. to you need to some know something about them and let them know something about you and find some commonality before you just say, hey, I'm a SRNA or I'm a CRNA and we really want your support on blah blah blah. And this is why you don't want to jump into that, right? Correct. Yeah. Correct. I think. If you can, if you have the time and the availability, it is much better to create a relationship before you make an ask. You don't want your first time meeting that legislator to be when you knock on their door and say, hey, we have this bill we don't like, or hey, we have right. this bill we like, because then they're going to say, who are you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so make that relationship first. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. don't walk it's up the, to them and say, the hey, I vote. makes it. Yeah. Yeah. The internet makes it so much easier than it used to be because yeah. you can research anybody and find that connection. Sharon, you said research, you mean stalk. 
That's really what you mean. I know. It could be. It could be. Don't think I haven't stopped a few and learned what time they come in uh, in the state house before their LA does. And I'm sitting there waiting outside of their office. They're like, oh no, she's back. <laughs> well, you know, it's bad when you walk in the door and they're, well, or good when you walk in the door and they're like, hey, I know you guys, do you need something today? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, exactly. But when I was a student and just starting out, I was so, so nervous to talk to legislators because I was like, oh, they're these, these scary people with all the power. No, they're not. They are just humans there to hopefully provide their constituents a service that's needed. So know that they're just people and you're not kidding about the internet. When I would go to fundraisers with multiple people, I would look them up and try to find their picture. So I knew who I was talking yes. to as well. That is so helpful. Good because girl. You're in there in the room and you don't recognize anybody and you don't want to walk up to a stranger and be like, I think you're a legislator and have them say mm, they're over there, you know, and that's yeah. okay. It's okay to mix it up. They, they understand there's a lot of them, but if you can do your due diligence before walking in. And they room. all wear the pen. I'm sure yeah. in your state, they yeah, all wear they that, the pen. So mm -hmm. I always just look for the pens mm -hmm. on their lapels and go for, go for that. Another thing that when I teach people, whenever you meet your legislator, first thing I always ask, do you know what CRNAs are? Do you know one? Because you don't have to do the brain dump whenever, because they'll stay quiet. You know, they, they, a lot of times won't offer information and they'll go, well, my mother was a CRNA. Um, actually, I can give a real life experience. We were in Senator Kay Hagan's office. Senator Kay Hagan is now deceased. So you, it's been a while. And I had a group of students and I was leading them while I was in there and I hadn't met the LA before. And I asked her that question and she just stopped and she looked at me and she said, I'm a nurse practitioner. And that was oh her LA was a nurse practitioner, right, Sharon, which is something for, else we need to be doing. Sharon, for lay people, what is yeah. LA? I mean, you know, uh, legislative assistant. Oh, okay, all right. Good. Her health LA. So uh, they they handle whole portfolios for the senators. So it was her health LA, hmm. and you know we need to be doing that. Sarah, you're still young. You need to <laughs> you need to be a, a healthcare LA. Um, for a senator intern up there or something, you're still young. You can do that. So I would be lying if I said that has never crossed my mind. But at this juncture in my life, my husband and I have decided that right now this is enough for me. <laughs> it's enough for uh, you. Yeah, you got yeah. enough going on. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe someday. <laughs> but yeah, the health LAs—they are. I mean, they're legislative assistants, they're staffers. Uh, they are also equally as important. Um, because mm -hmm. they're the ones who sit there and take notes and remind their legislators, you know, this is what we talked about. This is what this is, you know, this bill represents, et cetera. Um, not that the legislators don't do their own, but their, their assistants do a lot of the legwork. So they're just as important to know. Beyond the Mask is made possible by the team at CRNA Financial Planning. With almost two decades of experience, the firm guides CRNAs through the complexities of investing and financial planning. Schedule a free consultation today by calling 855-304-3748 or go online to crnafinancialplanning.com. So what should you not say to a legislator? <laughs> 
I will start with uh, first things first, and this is kind of a, a rule that I try to just live by is don't lie. Just mm-hmm. don't lie. If you do not know the answer, just like being a CRNA or nurse or, you know, anything, just don't lie because then they You'll will never, never get trust back. you again. You're never yep. going to get that back. That's one thing we actually heard a lot about, uh, or I have personally heard a lot about our lobbyists. They have done such a good job and they are always considered straight shooters. They don't lie. So they know when our lobbyists come to them with something that they are telling them as much of the honest truth as they can. So if you don't know, it is okay to say you don't know. Um, So that's the first and foremost. If you say you're going to get back to them about something that you didn't know, get back to them (laughs) because they will be waiting for it. Mm. And then don't bad mouth, even if you want to bad mouth our counterparts or AAs or et cetera, just don't do it. You never know who is related to a different profession Mm. or who's relative is related to a different profession or if they have a friend that's in that other profession we actually have a legislator who is a good friend of ours now because they overheard our counterparts bad mouthing a nurse and his wife was a nurse mm. so just don't do it it's bad i mean number one it's bad for yourself in general but it's bad as a person talking to a legislator don't bad mouth i think those are probably my two biggest things that I would say about what not to do when you're in a meeting. Um, You also want to dress professional, kind of like what Sharon was talking about at the top of the podcast. Uh, Make sure you look like you, the word I want to say, look like you are an educated person who provides anesthesia services in the OR. Don't come looking. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say look professional. Look professional. Yeah. Yeah. Do your hair, do your makeup if you're a makeup person look nice, you know, and use professional language as well. I think that's another important aspect. Even if you're doing a get to know you you already know them, try to use professional language. You know, what if you, you know, you're new and you, you were new um, and you found a way to get involved. What if you are a CRNA out there and SRNA and you really just don't know what to do and how to get involved. What would you suggest those folks do and who might have an interest? So depending on the state you're in, you should have a a GRC and an SPD. So your federal political director is going to be the person at the federal level who can help you get involved in that aspect, um, GRC at the state level. Uh, You can always contact your board, your state board should have their own website and their own contact information. Uh, so you can, you know, contact the manager to find out who, who to get involved with. If you're a student and you've tried to get involved at your state level and aren't finding success in that, reach out to any of us here. Any of us who have been on this podcast, you can reach out to me at any time. I think all of my contact information is on the internet. And I'm happy to leave it in the, you guys have show notes, I imagine. So mm-hmm. happy to have it in the show notes. After mid-year, actually, I had uh, a few different students reach out to me and ask about the various ways of being able to be involved. And I'm happy, I'm happy to help them, even if it's to help them figure out what website to go to, to get involved with their state association. And as a new CRNA, it, it is hard to reach out to make that first contact. But it's okay to be the new person. 
uh, here in Iowa, if we, I, as GRC chair and SPD, I really try to have constituents involved. I try to have constituents be the person who reaches out to their legislator. I don't think I've said this yet, but legislators care most about those people who are going to vote for them. So having the constituents reach out to their legislator is more important than me, who's not voting for them. Right. So trying to have a constituent go, I am happy to drive the four hours across Iowa to go to a meeting with them if they want, as long as I can, it's reasonable time, et cetera. Um, But there are people in each state association who would be willing to drive to go with you if you're too nervous to go talk to a legislator on your own. And it's okay to be nervous and it is okay to ask for help. So just reach out to your state board would be my biggest recommendation. And if they're not responsive, feel free to contact any one of us, I would say. What would you have to say to somebody who says, oh, this is just not my thing. I don't think I want to do this. So uh, if it's just not your thing, um, I would say, number one, when you get emails from your state association or your national association asking you to please contact your legislator, please do it. They are pre-formatted. All you have to do is write down your name in the little field that shows up and you hit send. Easy, easiest thing I've ever done in my life. And if add you, one line to it because yep. they will, every single one of them, if they're all the same, they lump them together. Just yep. add one line in there that makes yours different. Huh. Yep. Yeah, I didn't know that, Shane. That's funny because yeah, in our I, industry, like it, they send yeah. them out and want us to do it because obviously we have lobbyists mm-hmm. too. And, and they've never said that. They've never yeah. told us that. Well, oh, yeah. Well, I did not know that. You need to personalize it some way because every if it's a form letter, they can recognize that. Right. And they do see volume, but if they'll kind of lump them all together and then it, it shows initiative if you change one line. So I'll usually um, add in something at the at the top of it, uh, mm-hmm. some personalization. Huh. Yep. I do the same thing. I it, if you modify it, it just uh, adjusts the letter enough to make it different. So there's not as much volume of the same exact letter over and over and over. So right. modify your letter and that will take you all of maybe 30 extra seconds. So now you're up to one minute and 30 seconds of your time when you get these emails. Secondarily, uh, support your colleagues if they want to be involved. Be the person who sits back and stays in the OR longer because they need to get to the fundraiser or they need time off to go to DC or the Capitol or, you know, to go visit with the legislator, be the person who is willing to work a little bit more in the OR. So your colleague can work outside of the OR to protect your practice. And then lastly, the the thing I would add would be know that your state and your national associations do have a political action committee that help to advocate for your profession. And you can learn more about your national one at www.crna-pac.com, where there's a PAC booth at any ANA meeting that you can stop at for more information. That's right. Drink your wine and bring your credit card. Or it can be like my girlfriends, uh, Jackie, Carol, and Tracy. They'll come at- Either one of them will come up with this big idea and then they go, go buy the pack booth. You need to donate a hundred dollars for this. And then they'll come back and I'll just go up and I'll just hand them my card. And I'm like, uh, the girls told me that we're doing this as a group. So, okay. Yeah. 
I don't know if this will need to be edited, but Catherine told me I can't solicit money. So that's all I could really say. Because <laughs> I'm on the tax committee. <laughs> so I got, good, a, good point I got a line from Catherine that was acceptable. <laughs> well, there's your line. There's your line. That's right. That's right. There's your line. Um, so oh, one more question before we kind of wrap up. Yeah. You ever thought about running for office, Sarah Tweedy? I have. I have thought Yay! about running for office. Um, I, you're talking A and A, correct? Or are you uh, meaning? No, I would oh. like for you to do that too. But what about <laughs> running for your legislature or your school board or yeah, you know, or coroner for that matter? You know, coroner. Yeah, like yeah. Jennifer Bannon. Oh, Jennifer Bannon. That's another another badass of our profession. Um, you got that right. I, I have definitely thought about running for local, starting at local office, of course, and then working my way up um, again, probably a few years out from that since we just moved to the area, kind of settling in. But that is something that is tickling the back of my brain for now and giving consideration to it. So yeah. we'll see more to come, hopefully in the future. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot more to come from you, Sarah. (laughs) Thank you. I hope so. Well, Sarah, as we kind of conclude here, anything you want to leave our audience with or some point you want to get across? Yeah, I would say, number one, all politics is local. So even at the federal level, they started somewhere. So get to know your legislators early. Uh, You know, our city council people, state legislators, State legislators occasionally move their way up to federal legislators. So get to know your people early. Have a good lobbying team. That's uh, another big one. If your lobbying team is not providing you with the services that they are paid for, then they are not adequate and should be. you should find a new lobbying team. We've had ours for over 45 years and they have wow. done a fantastic job. And then lastly, again, if this just isn't for you, Remember to help out your colleagues in any way that you can, whether that's through allowing them to go or through learning more about our political action committees. Yeah. Well, I think that's a a great way to conclude. And and Sarah, first, we want to thank you for being on the show today. We really appreciate it. And you've done a a phenomenal job. I mean, it's obvious. I mean, you haven't been a CRNA that long, but you've been involved ever since you were a student and you're continuing that. And you're going to be a leader in this industry for a long time. I mean, that's very evident. And, um, you know, you're putting yourself to be a beacon for the industry, leading it forward. And without people like you, um, the industry doesn't move forward. And, you know, that's one of our goals with this show is to make sure that we're getting people known out there who want to kind of lead moving forward. And you're one of those people. So thank you very much. Well, thank you for the kind words. I appreciate it. I appreciate you guys having me on the show. I I really do enjoy talking about this stuff. And I, I meant it when I said if anybody feels nervous about getting involved and they want to just reach out and get more information from me, I am available pretty much at all times. Please don't call super late. <laughs> I'm an early, early bed girl. <laughs> we'll, we'll post your cell phone number and tell them to call late night. I mean, you know, so. yeah. <laughs> your I husband will be time. like, not again, not again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do not disturb will be going on more often. <laughs> uh, well, we want to thank you again. And Sharon, I think it's a wrap. I think so. Well, we want to thank our listeners for listening to Beyond the Mass with Jeremy Stanley and Sharon Pierce. If you like our show and want to help us grow, Sharon, how can they help our show grow? 
Well, the best way to help us grow is to leave us a review, but make it positive. As we all know, there's way too much negativity in this world. Tell all your friends, share us on social media, because we're not really good at that. (laughs) (laughs) We do the podcast. We just can't post. (laughs) Thank God for Uh, Walter and Ben to do do some of that stuff for us. But we're in the top 50 medical podcast in the country on our way to number. Number one. And, you know, we're already number one in the CRNA community. Um, no show out there for CRNAs gets more downloads than we do. And we're really proud of that. And uh, one more thing, you know, I always uh, forget to mention this. We mentioned it on some shows, but if you know a CRNA out there, um, like Sarah, who's making great strides or have a great story and you want us to get that out there, you can email Sharon or myself and we will make sure and get in touch with them and, and get them on the show because we think that's important. Absolutely. We get a lot of good suggestions from our listeners out there. Randy Cornelius is always good about sending us stuff. Laura Wiggins. I mean, we've got some people out there that are our ears to the ground for us. Absolutely. And without them, you know, we'd run out of things to talk about. Right, Sharon? Man, well, maybe we probably you never would. would. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even believe that. <laughs> and y'all know I never do. <laughs> oh, well, all right. Until next time. It's the wrap. As a CRNA, you spend years preparing yourself for this career, so we don't want to see you lose out on any of the income you've worked so hard to earn. The best way to protect yourself and give you the confidence that a major life event won't disrupt your financial future is through disability insurance. We've known disability income specialist Robert Smith for many years and have seen the work he's done with nearly 2,000 CRNAs over multiple decades. He can help identify any gaps in your existing coverage and fill those gaps by finding the best value on a policy. Contact Robert and let him know you heard about him on our podcast. Send him an email at rsmithjr at financialguide.com. That's rsmithjr at financialguide.com. Or call him at 504-394-6557. Protect your greatest asset as a CRNA, yourself and your ability to earn a living by adding disability insurance to your financial plan. Today's show is brought to you by the folks at CRNA Financial Planning, an independent consulting firm that offers financial planning services exclusively to CRNAs and their families. From planning for a child's future college expenses to building a predictable income stream in retirement, the firm is committed to offering you comprehensive financial services, customized to fit your unique needs and objectives. If you have questions about your financial future, get them answered. Call the team at 855-304-3748. That's 855-304-3748. Or go online to crnafinancialplanning.com. Hi, this is Jackie Rolls, President of the International Federation of Nurse Anesthetists and President and Founder of Our Hearts, Your Hands, a global anesthesia support community that takes donations to allow nurse anesthetists in low and middle income countries to go to educational programs, buy equipment or textbooks. Your donations are tax deductible and we would appreciate your support. 
OSA EMR is a free anesthesia EMR developed by CRNAs that you can download and use on an iPad. Our nonprofit mission is to make sure that solo and small practice CRNAs can digitally record their anesthetics. To learn more, visit OSAEMR.com to download and consider donating to our cause. Remember, for CRNAs, data is destiny. Be sure to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere you like to listen to shows. Also, be sure to check out beyondthemaskpodcast.com. Each episode is posted there with a corresponding blog post, and we timestamp important parts of the episode to help you quickly get to the content you're looking for. Also, check out the special series section on the site. You can follow along and catch up on the CRNA History Series, episodes specifically about political conversations in the industry, or try the CRNA Personal Finance Series. It's all on beyondthemaskpodcast.com. And if you have a question for the show or want to be a guest or even suggest a particular topic, fill out the contact form on the site or send an email directly to us at info at beyondthemaskpodcast.com. And lastly, let's take the conversation social. Check out our Beyond the Mask podcast Facebook page and Facebook group.